Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our Happy and Single Instagram at Happy and Single. Today, the title of our podcast is Live as if you were going to be single forever. 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 I honestly do not remember what movie that's from. Now, that might bother me. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, what do I mean by live as if you're going to be single forever? Well, where this podcast come, came from, I was at the physical therapy office just a few days ago. And while I was there, I, I ran into a woman that I'd seen there a couple years previous at the same physical therapy office. And I felt like I needed to talk to her. And I talked with her and kind of shared with her a few of the things that I'd been up to. You know, and as I talked to her, she ended up sharing something with me that I thought was super cool. So in a book of scripture called The Doctrine and Covenants, there's a part in here where there's this group of people in this little city called Kirtland. It's a Doctrine and Covenants section 51 verse 17, or sorry, 16 through 17, if, if you know where that's at. If not, just you can just follow along with me. But it says, And I consecrate unto them this land for a little season until I, the Lord, shall provide for them otherwise and command them to go hence. And the hour and the day is not given unto them. Wherefore, let them act upon this land as for years, and this shall turn unto them for their good. Now, I can't even begin to tell you guys how hard this hit me. And how awesome this was. The part that hit me was these people were told like, hey, you're going to be here for a little while until I I provide for you otherwise or or, something to that extent. This is what I got out of it. But let them act upon this land as for years. And right before that, it says the hour and the day is not given unto them. You and I do not know when we are not going to be single anymore. Like, we just don't. What if we started acting like it? I, I do. I was, I was talking to somebody else about this recently. And I, I use the example of how we liken sometimes being single to some one of our friends moving to like a, a town that or a state that people are just like, oh, you're, you're in that state. Like, I'm going to use the example of Mars just so I don't have to say like random things over and over. But you moved to Mars. You're, you're one of them. And they're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not from Mars. I'm not one of those people. I'm not there. And after a while, we, we kind of remind him. It's like, dude, you've been there for like seven years. It's like, no, but I'm, I'm not one of them. And we're like, well, you're actually beginning to talk like a Martian. You're talk- you have that Martian accent and just like, you know, and, and we just start giving them a hard time. That's us. And if I'm being very honest, that has been me my entire life in the single scene. It, it has been a place like Mars that you just don't want to be. And we pretend and we act like we're not there. We, we just, we try, but we are there. Well, the more you understand that you're actually there and that you are like everybody else, you know, for me personally, being single this long was never something I wanted, ever. You know, and even when I got bumped up to the older church singles unit I did not love that and I was like oh well these people are here but I'm not one of them and it's like really because you're here as well we all do it every one of us does that we get there we're like no 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 I'm not one of them I'm not I don't want to be one of them I don't want to be a Martian. What if we did, though, guys? 
what if we saddled up and say, okay, I actually do live in Mars. I am single. And if I were going to be single for the rest of my life, what would I do? You know, I liken it to almost like Disneyland and the ride you really, 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 really set your heart on is closed. And you just spend the entire time sitting there in front of the ride, hoping that it will be open. You know, for whatever reason, that ride is closed to you. And you have no idea when you're going to be allowed to get on that ride. Now, you've got a couple choices. You can sit around waiting for that ride to open, or you can go enjoy the rest of the park. The other thought coming up for me is, God is not smiting you because you're single. He's, I, I promise you, he's not. He's not like, oh, goodness, Joseph, you should get your life more together and you would be married. He's not. God knows more than anybody exactly where you're at. And I have not once in my life had God ever chastise me for being single. Ever. Entire life. I've had plenty of people in the church chastise me for being single and family and everything else. But God has never done that. When you're getting feelings that say you're not enough because you're single, those do not come from God. Those come from the adversary. Those are, that's your crazy leprechaun thinking. Oh goodness, if you were only better, you wouldn't be single. I mean, the odds of two people getting married are insane. I mean, like, just with the people you connect with, the people you don't connect with, the people you find attractive. And I think you have to have this connection with people. Like, you got to have a romantic connection. You've got to have a physical connection. You've got to have a spiritual connection. You've got to have a playful connection. I mean, there are so many different levels that you got to connect on. I mean, you got to connect emotionally. You got to connect for quite a few people. You might have to connect religiously all these different ways that you're often going to connect with your person. That's a lot going into that bag. There's a lot of random numbers going into that bag. Don't make it so hard on yourself. What would you do in your life if you knew, if you honestly knew you were going to be single forever? Would you choose to waste your life? Would you choose to waste all of these years that you have? Ooh, I just had a thought that kind of burned. So maybe it's something I'm supposed to share. What if we're going to be judged for how we used our single years? I don't mean in the terms of like, you, were, you didn't do enough when you were single, so now you're going to be banished forever. I, I don't mean like that. But I do mean in a little bit of a way, it's like, okay, cool. I gave you a different path than everybody else. What did you do with it? Did you do what, what you felt inspired to do? Did you do what God told you to do? Are you doing what God's telling you to do? Or are you sitting around waiting for the ride to open? I know for me, I've been sitting around waiting for that ride to open for a very long time. It's like, oh, I'll make this change in my life when I'm married. I'll do this when I'm married. I'll do this when I'm married. Would you live in the place that you're living? If you were going to be single for the rest of your life? Or are you just waiting for that thing? So many things that we resist might be the actual thing that's going to connect you with your person. I, I talk about this, but the best advice I've ever received was actually through a particular spiritual experience that the advice that I received was make yourself as attractive as possible. Guys, that's all we can control. I can get myself in the best physical shape, mental shape, spiritual shape, everything else shape. That's up to me. That's my choice. Many, thing, many other things are not my choice. That is not on offer. You know, the other thing that was coming up as I was just sat down to prepare to do this was the song like by Tim McGraw, Live Like You Were Dying. He said, I was in my early 40s 
with a lot of life before me. And a, mo- and a moment came that stopped me on a dime. I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays, talking about the options, and talking about sweet time. Sweet time as a single, especially if you aren't married. That Sorry, especially if you don't have kids, that is what you have. You have sweet time. That is the position that you find yourself in. And I know I definitely find myself saying, oh my goodness, if I, if I had my person, I'd be doing this. If I had my person to be able to comfort and enjoy and just have a wonderful time with, then I'd go do this. In my life, when I've got, when I've got a girl in my life, you know, especially you know, one of the ones that I remember specifically that I was really, really into, oh man, my life was doing awesome. My business was doing awesome. Everything was doing awesome. Why? Because for some reason, I thought I was on the right track. Not only the right track in terms of what God wanted for me, but also in terms of what I want. There is a difference between wanting and longing. And I was just talking about this with some people on a call right before I jumped on and did this. There is a difference between wanting and longing. There is nothing wrong with wanting a relationship. Nothing at all. However, when we begin longing for a relationship, that's when we get into trouble. What if today was the day that you accepted you may never get married in this life? Now, I know you guys like words of encouragement and those might not seem very encouraging. What if those are the best words you could ever hear in your life? And what if you could accept them? What if you could honestly accept those words for what they are? I was talking with somebody, and I don't remember who, but they're talking about the frustrating part about you know, being single. Is essentially there's this mourning process that happens. You know, and when I think about that, it's like we mourn so often the life that we don't have. Oh, it was actually in a particular interview that I'm not going to say who it is, but you guys will either have already heard it by the time of this recording or it'll be, it'll be put out later. But it's with this really cool comedian that I was able to get to sit down and interview. And he was talking about that and how there's this mourning that happens. You know, and just, and just taking that a bit further, but we have this mourning every day. I don't mean in a sense of mourning like the you wake up in the morning. I mean in a sense of mourning like a loss of a, a funeral or something of that nature. But instead of having this be a one-time event, it becomes an all-day event, an everyday event. Every waking moment that you wake up in the morning, many people start mourning. I know for myself, it, it is. It's that reminder when you wake up, there is nobody next to you. You're alone. But it's not being alone that's a problem. It's thinking that being alone is a problem. I'm, I'm going to take this down a very different road, at least for a moment here, and see where it goes. But people that have chronic illnesses, it's not like the chronic illness is there. However, if they start adding to that, but all the frustration and all the pain and how this shouldn't be happening, they're going to multiply that pain by a lot more. The same goes for us. Each of us have this per se chronic illness of being single. And it's not an illness. Bear with me. We're in the state of being single. The state that most people do not want to be in. And like I said, we pretend. We're like, no, I'm not from there. I don't, I don't live there. But we, we want to pretend that we don't live on Mars. We want to pretend it's like, no, no, no. I, I haven't been on Mars for 15 years. I haven't been unmarried for 15 years since my mission. We try to pretend that we don't, we're not there. Guys, you're here. 
If you need a signpost, if you need anything else, welcome to the land of being single. What would you do though, guys? If you made a decision today that you're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of all this stuff going on, of always being frustrated, of being single. That was me for years. And then finally, I just saw it differently. Now, I saw it differently in the fact that I could be happy and single. But up until a few days ago, I didn't see that, oh, wow. If I knew I was going to be single for the rest of my life, would I live like this? No. Now, quite a few of the things in my life I feel like I'm doing are on target. I heard something super cool this morning that I have to share with you guys. Oftentimes the word sin is given a really bad meaning. But I heard a different definition. It's actually, it was, a, it was also an archery term that just means you miss the mark. And we miss the mark too. We miss the mark. We get frustrated. We get upset. I'm not saying that you can't go to those places, guys. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that once you acknowledge and understand, okay, cool. What if I were going to be single for life? What if this really was the, the cards that I've been dealt? What would I do with it? Well, if we go back to Tim McGraw's song, he's like, it's like, man, you got, this, you got this diagnosis that you had cancer. It's like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, dude, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. I loved deeper. I spoke sweeter. I gave forgiveness that I had been denying. And he said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. Live like you were single. What if we actually own the space that we're in? Live like you're going to be single forever. And I can tell you guys, you're going to be a lot happier. So what would you do? What would you do if you knew you were going to be single for the rest of your life? I want to encourage you to actually pause the, rec the recording and take a few moments and write down some notes. How would you live your life? Where would you live? What talents would you create? And when you think about talents, I want you to think not like, oh my goodness, I would have to do that 20 minutes a day, every day in order to get really good at it. I don't want you to think like that. I want you to think in terms of, if I could hand you a talent 10 years down the road, that you were awesome at, like incredibly awesome at, would you take it? That's what I want you to think of. Well, my sister asked me a question the other day, and I like to be super honest with my nieces and nephews. She probably thinks too honest at times, but she asked me, Joseph, would you play the trumpet again? And I'm like, absolutely not. No chance. Because 10 years down the road, would I care about being a famous tr trumpetarian or trumpet player or whatever trumpetarian? <laughs> I don't even know where that word, word came from, but I'm going to keep it in there. Like, would I care? No. Now, however, if you told me I could play almost any song on the guitar 10 years from now and sing along, would I take that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. So obviously, it's important to me to play the guitar and to sing. So those are two things on a list that I try to do almost every day. I try to do them every day. I don't, I don't get to them every day. But don't beat yourselves up. It's the crazy leprechaun voice that beats you up. You got a picture of the... Uh, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I'm a big BYU Cougar fan. But... The fighting Irish there with the little leprechaun sticking his hands up. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's fight. He wants you to fight him. He wants to upset you. He wants to beat you up. So get back to doing what you love. You know, the hand of God always is 
giving us guidance and direction to the things that we love most. I mean, in the last year, I started drawing Simpsons drawings that I'd wanted to do for years. I've had a book on my shelf since I was like 23 years old. So probably like right around there. It's probably 13 years or so. And then I finally did something with them last week or last year. And now if you guys look at some of the stuff I've done on Instagram, that's actually pretty legit. Like, And I've got less training than, you know, a first year artist in school. Got hardly any. But it was something I wanted to do. And then I did it for a while and then I stopped. You know, each week I do these, well, I started this again today, but up until about a year ago, I was doing these, the It's Possible challenges and just doing stuff that I loved each week. I might've been drawing one single Simpsons character. Recently, I whipped out a Homer Simpson astronaut in probably 30 minutes, really fast. And it looks pretty good. Yes, things take time. But like it says in the Live Like You Were Dying song, sweet time is what you've got. I get it, guys. I I totally understand there are so many days you come home, you know, or or I work from home. So in my case that I finish work and I'm like, man, it would be awesome to be married. It'd be awesome to have the girl of my dreams in my life. Okay, cool. But that is just thought. That is a thought that passes through our head that feels very real at the time. However, do you know what? They pass. And when that thought passes and I'm back to presence and I'm back to this peaceful space, I can have a really good time. So think about for yourself, what are some things that you'd love to do? Talents you'd love to accomplish. Where are some places you'd go? I know for myself, since I am single and the bulk of my clients happen in the first three weeks of each month is how I've designed it. For a while, I was traveling like every fourth week of the month. Sometimes the fourth and fifth week of the month. And just going and having a great time, whether it was California, Utah, London. I was just having a great time. Where do you want to go? What is it that you could devote even 20 minutes more a day to that would make the biggest difference in your life? What's something really awesome that you would love to create? Maybe you've had an idea for a business. Maybe you've had an idea for a creative project. Maybe you want to read more. I don't know. But whatever that inner voice is saying to you right now, if you listen, you're going to be blessed. And be willing to take advice from other people as well. Now, I say that with a little bit of an asterisk. Check in with yourself and see, what is this? Does this ring true? It's like for me with this lady sharing this advice with me at physical therapy. Well, it rang true. It hit all the strings. Maybe I want to look in that direction. And then this morning, one of my family members happened to comment on one of my personal Facebook posts that was actually one of the podcasts. They're like, hey, have you ever considered recording audiobooks? Like we listen to lots of audiobooks and you're a lot more dynamic than any of them. And so I'd never really thought about it. And I was like, I mean, other than they're not the first people to say this to me recently. So I'm like, well, this is probably at least the third or more person to say this. Maybe I should at least look. So I actually started, I, I picked up a book on public domain and I, I started recording it. And then I learned some things from doing that. And, and, you know, as I'm saying that it was fun, like I'm smiling because I was trying something new. What do you want to try? 
How much of your life are you going to put on hold until you're married? What if it's on one of those adventures that you're, that you're hemming and hawing over going on? That you might meet your person. Or you might meet somebody else that introduces you to your person. I'm not saying to get super in your head and think about everything that you do like that. I'm just saying if you feel like doing something, do it. I know you've heard this phrase, but none of us are getting any younger. And if you weren't worried about being single, you'd be worried about something else anyways. Yeah, it's like things that seem super important to single people before they get married. After a while, they're just like not. Now, the direction I, I feel to go at this moment is maybe the same way there's a honeymoon phase to all the other phases that happen in a marriage. Maybe there's, there's, there's those same phases in singlehood. At first, you're single and whether you're 18 or whether you, you know, start dating after you know, your, your mission or whenever you decide to date, you're like exci- a little bit excited. You're like, oh my goodness, I, I can actually date now and it might lead to somewhere and I might get married and it might be super cool. And then after a few years of that, you're like, oh my goodness, where is my person and why can't I find them? And then after a while, you're like, this really sucks. I don't like this game. This isn't fair. This isn't right. If God only loved me, he would, have, he would have helped me find somebody by now. We say all kinds of things. When we get to that point of not wanting to be single anymore, guess what, guys? If you don't want to be single anymore and you're getting more and more bitter as you get older, people aren't going to want to be around you as much. Nobody likes being around people that are bitter. I mean, I'm super protective around of, of who is in my space. Because I want people in my life that are happy, that are joyful. I got enough people in my life that I, that I know that are bitter. I don't need more of that. And you can spend as little or as much time as you want with somebody. So how do we get to the place that we love being single again? I think it's we start working on the things that we want to work on. We stop listening to this voice in our head that's like, you're too old, you're too whatever. You're always going to be single. See, there's a difference between choosing and being like, you know what? I'm just going to live my life as if I'm going to be single forever. But also having hope, knowing that one day you hopefully we'll get married. And I hope you guys understand the distinction. That's how I live my life. Yeah, there's hard times. There's hard, there's hard nights at times. There's frustrations. There's all that that goes into it. That's just part of life, guys. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So let's make the most out of that human experience. And if you can't experience one single aspect of life, it's okay. Couples even go through all of these phases, the honeymoon phase and everything else phase. And they probably more go through cycles than phases. Because then you get back to the honeymoon phase and then you get back to the other phase. You know, it's, it's funny. I just thought of that scripture that basically says, you know, everything is basically one eternal round. That's how it works, guys. What if you could learn how to be the happiest single you could be? I think sometimes, honestly, the thing coming back to me now is many people out there feel that God has abandoned them because they're not married, because their husband cheated on them or their wife cheated on them. or There's so much that happens in the world. But when we understand that that's just the way the world works and there's so much in the world that we don't have control over, stop worrying about all the things that you have zero control over, guys. They're not working for you. I mean, hey, if, if you're, worrying about not, uh, you're worrying about being single and you're, t- and you're totally happy still in that state, fine. 
This inner voice is directing you. The Spirit is directing you. But it's in such whispers that we don't hear it. We're too busy. We're too busy screaming to anybody that will listen. You don't understand. I'm single and it sucks. I mean, how many times have you said something similar to somebody else? You don't know what it's like out there, guys. Oh, man, and the dating apps, they're awful, and this is awful, and this other thing's awful. Nobody cares. You know, I had an experience where, as many people have, I, I was done wrong in business with a, a former business partner. This was, I don't know, like 10-something years ago. And my partner, like, secretly kicked me out of the company without me even knowing. And I was hacked. I was so mad. And I, came, and I came back that summer to my hometown. And anybody that would listen, I would tell. You know, though, I learned something. Nobody cares. Everybody has been through that. Everybody. And when it ceases to be a problem, like I made a look back at that and laugh, and was it what I wanted to do? No. It just, it wasn't a part of my path. Like now I look back on that, that wasn't a big deal at all. It's just one of the experiences that I went through in this life. When we stop crying, when we stop getting so frustrated and upset about all the experiences that we're going through, you're going to be a lot happier. You know, I, I, just, I just thought that was super funny when I was saying, you know, like, it's called an experience. This experience of life, there's so many things involved in that. Some people really do. Some people you know, get terminally, terminal diseases. Other people don't. I mean, a guy I went to high school with, he, you know, he passed away from cancer at like 33 years old. And so many people would say, that's not fair. That's not right. That shouldn't be. Guys, we didn't write the rule book. Our only choice is to play the game. You, you can choose however upset you want to be. Or you can just get back to playing the games within the rule set they're in. The rule set is this. We don't control our lives. The more that you think you do. Like, I mean, there's that phrase that basically says, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. We don't control things. Now, how does that go back to this live like you were single forever? Hey, if you've been given a card to do anything in this world you want, except get married within whatever bounds that you feel are appropriate to you, that sounds like a lot funner game than sitting around and wasting your time and wasting your energy. And longing to be married. I love the word pining, actually. We sit around and pine. But once again, back to this scripture. The hour and the day is not given to them. Wherefore, let them act upon this land as for years. The hour and day is not given to you. That's not up to you. You have zero idea when you will end your singlehood. So about, oh, probably almost... 11-something years ago, I was kind of sort of dating this girl, and I was super into her, and like we had incredible chemistry. And it was interesting, because at the time that I met her, I felt like I needed to go be in this particular show. I, I got asked to be the lead in this particular show, and it was, it was in the Midwest. And I, part of me did not want to go. 
but I just knew I had to. Like I knew I felt so strongly about this. And I remember like telling God, hey, I'm doing this for you. You basically make sure this girl's here when I get back. And I think God probably laughed. He's like, okay, Joseph, you know best. He's like, no, obviously God knows best. He knows all things. And that didn't work out. Actually, I came home and it couldn't have gone any worse. I mean, maybe it could have, but you guys get the idea. And there became something really, there's, there's a, what's, what we call a general conference talk. So there's these, you know, forgive the analogy, but it's basically like, a, they're kind of like TED Talks, but for our faith. And it was interesting. There was one called Continue in Patience by a man named Dieter F. Uchtdorf. And there's a line here that he says, Patience was far more than simply waiting for something to happen. Patience required actively working toward worthwhile goals and not getting discouraged when results didn't appear instantly or without effort. Patience is not passive resignation nor is it failing to act because of our fears. Patience means active waiting and enduring. It means staying with something and doing all that we can, working, hoping, and exercising faith, bearing hardship with fortitude, even when the desires of our hearts are delayed. Patience is not simply enduring, it is enduring well. I don't know why, you're in this waiting place right now. I love the book, Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss, where he says, hey, you'll be in this waiting place a lot. But we get to decide what we do in the waiting place. Are we going to continue in patience in the manner of going forward and doing all these really cool things that we'd really love to do? Or are we going to waste all of our time pining, thinking, someday my prince will come. <laughs> In my case, it'd be princes, but someday. We don't know the day. We don't know the time. We don't know the hour. All we can do is be ready. You don't have to be perfect. What do you want to do? What do you want to create? Who could you help out? Who could you serve? What's the work that God has for you? Because he knows you're in this waiting place for a reason. I mean, interestingly enough, if I hadn't gone through this waiting place of being single, I wouldn't be able to help out a lot of people that I've met through being single. You know, what this podcast is really about is like, it's creating a worldwide movement to get people happy and single. Like, don't get me wrong. They can get married and they can get out of the single part. We're only worried about the happy, the happy part. We're only focused on the happy part. Helping people understand that if they will just listen to that still small voice, it will guide you in a manner that you couldn't even begin to imagine. Would you even begin to not listen to your GPS? Like, you know, you're trying to drive somewhere that you really want to go in your city and your GPS is like, turn left, turn right. We just do it. I mean, it might even take us through a shady neighborhood and We'd still do it. What if you started doing that with inner wisdom? What if you started doing that with the, all these directions that you're receiving? I would guess that you at least had one single impression come so far in this recording today. Act on it. Do something towards it. You will learn. You will, you will grow. You will figure something out. And you might be led to a really cool experience. I saw this quote on a wall. And it's by a man named Brigham Young. It says, There is no doubt if a person lives according to the revelations given to God's people, he may have the Spirit of the Lord to signify to him his will and to guide, and to direct him in the discharge of his duties, 
in his temporal as well as his spiritual exercises. I am satisfied, however, that in this respect, we live far beneath our privileges. Wow. I saw this the other day and just had to take a picture. Like, I loved this. We're living beneath our privileges, guys. There's no doubt if a person lives according to the revelations, this inner voice, the spirit given to God's people, which God's people are everybody. Everybody that's willing to listen are one of God's people. Then he may have the spirit of the Lord to signify to him his will and to guide and to direct him in the discharge of his duties in his temporal as well as his spiritual exercises. I am satisfied, however, that in this respect, we live far beneath our privileges. What is it that you're not listening to? What is it that you're not paying attention to right now in this moment? That maybe if you did, would drastically change your life? And it's funny because it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work the, thing, the way we think it's going to. In my experience, like literally this week has been really like this. I reached out to a successful musician that, you know, has been on TV and stuff that I happen to know to invite them to be on my podcast and, you know, didn't hear back from them. And then in that same moment, I just happened to be, after that, I happened to be listening to Sirius XM. And as I was, a, a comedian came on one of the channels and I, I saw and I just looked at it and I was like, hey, I know him. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out and see if he'll be on my podcast. And so I did. And he's, you know, within a few hours, he said yes. And that's how it works, guys. I took an action in one way that didn't pan out, but I was inspired another action as well. And just, and actually just yesterday, I felt inspired to ask two different other people to be on my podcast. And I haven't heard back from either of them yet. It's only been like, you know, not very long at all. But then all of a sudden I'm hearing back from another person. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand the engineering behind it. But what I do understand is it works. It absolutely works, guys. God is trying to lead and guide your life. But we get so caught up in where we think we're supposed to be. And we start having our stories like I explained about, you know, my, the uh, business partner that did me wrong. And that gets so loud in our head that we can't hear what God really wants to say to us. But if you'll just settle, if you'll allow yourself to get quiet, you will hear. It, it's not one of those things. It's like, God's like, you know what? I'm sorry, Joseph. You haven't listened to me for all these years. So you, you reached your quota. You're off. You, you reached your limit. No more, no more uh, guidance for you. You know, I was actually reading in the scriptures just the other day. And it was really interesting because I came across something that was very profound. And it's in a book called, it's in a book called the Book of Mormon and it's 1 Nephi 17 and it's verse 13. And it says, I will be your light in the wilderness. So this is God talking. I will be your light in the wilderness and I will prepare the way before you if it so be that you shall keep my commandments. So then I went and actually looked up commandments. You know what it says? Basically a command. So God's got his like general commandments, you know, thou shalt not kill, etc. But we have our own personal commandments, our personal commands from God. You could even call them our own personal invitations from God. And then he says, so it says, if it so be that you shall keep my commandments, wherefore... Inasmuch, again here, as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall be led towards the promised land. So once again, if you keep my commands, you're going to be led. Why? 
Because if you don't keep the commands, you're not going to take the steps necessary to go to the promised land. I mean, this, this scripture hit me so matter of fact that it's like, well, duh. I've got to keep the commands. I've got to follow the signals the GPS is putting out or I'm not getting where I want to go. It'll lead you to the promised land. Whatever that promised land is for you, I don't know. But then it says this other cool part after. It's like, yeah, and you shall know that it is by me that you are led. And then again, in the next verse, he's like, and after you have arrived in the promised land, you shall know that I, the Lord, am God. And that I did deliver you from destruction. Yea, I did bring you out of the land of Jerusalem. That's all we're asked to do, guys. We're asked to simply follow this simple com- commands, the simple inner wisdom, the simple spirit. See, what I'm trying to explain to you guys, as one of my mentors says, is just so, it's so simple that people don't see it. And myself too, guys, myself, absolutely. It's just this. Every single one of us is guided by the spirit. If we listen, it will give us more guidance and direction. And if we don't, it won't. And it's trying to guide you to the greenest, most amazing pastures. Now, there's another part in here that says, this is in a chapter called Mosiah 23, that says, God has made me an instrument in his hands and bringing so many of you to a knowledge of the truth. Guys, I know absolutely that God uses me as an instrument because a lot of times, I forget a lot of the stuff I say. And I just try to say what he wants me to say. What is God trying to use you an instrument for? This other part that says, The Lord seeth fit to chasten his people. Yea, he trieth their patience and faith. He's going to try your patience and faith. He's going to see whether you're going to do the things that he asks you to do. And it also occurs to me that we're not necessarily going to see results immediately. Because the Lord's going to test us. He's just going to see if we're willing to keep doing what he asks us to do regardless of the results. So if you don't see results immediately, just keep going and you will see them eventually. And, and then in the next chapter, there's a part that says in verse 15, so Mosiah 24, 15, it says, The Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease, and they did submit cheerfully and with patience to the will of the Lord. What if each of us were able to submit cheerfully to the, the station we've been given? You have no idea how long you're going to be here. Hey, and if you're listening to this thinking that you're not going to be here for very long, that was me. And I've been living that lie for 15 years. 15 years. That's long enough to have gone back to elementary school all the way through high school and beyond. Now I'm striving to submit more, submit cheerfully to what he wants for me. I'm striving to submit to what he asked me to do. Now there's another part in this that I was actually looking for that basically said, you know, he did bless them. But it wasn't time that he delivered them. So he strengthens us, but he doesn't necessarily deliver us. He can strengthen you through whatever you're going through if you just ask. If you but ask for his help, he will help you. If you ask him and say, hey, you know what? I don't know how long I'm going to be single for, but I'm kind of sick and tired of you know, running this whole pattern of not being happy, being single. So will you help me? Will you help me figure out how to be happy and single? Will you help me and lead me down those greener pastures? Let's say, cool, okay, the marriage, the marriage ride is off limits. Can you take me to the other ones? Can you take me to the other really cool rides that might be really enjoyable? I can promise you guys if you do that, things will begin to open up to you that you never could have imagined. You will have experiences in your life that you could have never imagined. And you'll begin to live a life that is just awesome. 
I say at the end of each of these, go live your adventure. Live your adventure. Not somebody else's, not the adventure that you really want to live that includes marriage. But live your adventure you're at right now. Stop wasting all of your time fantasizing about a future day. I'm a total fan of daydreaming and visualization. But if you're sitting there pining over what you want, that's not creating. Create your life as you want it and read through it. Awesome. And then go follow the steps to make it happen. You will be surprised by many of the steps that don't look like the right steps. I can tell you guys, if you start living from this place and making decisions as if you're going to be single forever, I'm not saying stupid decisions. I'm not saying reckless decisions. I'm just saying things that are like, yeah, if I'm going to be single for this time and not know when it's going to be over, then plan as it being a while. And then I think you'll have a much more enjoyable experience. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you. 